0: No matter what you may believe or not believe about the UFO phenomenon, the skies have always had their fair share of mystery. Josephus tells of the strange happenings in the skies over Jerusalem as it was being conquered by Titus, the Roman general, in AD 70. And then, of course, there are the myriads of stories across Geographical and anthropological and even timelines itself. Stories that are strange and tell of strange things that happen in the air. Strange beings that come from the air. Visions in the air. Now, granted, some of them, if not the vast majority of them, are explainable. The truth is the military governments around the world have far more secrets than we like to think. Imagine, if you will... 30, 40 years ago, for the first time, seeing an F-17 stealth bomber. You would have no way of not thinking that it was some type of unidentified flying object, and in essence, that's exactly what the phrase means, simply unidentified flying object. Certainly, there are anomalies due to weather patterns, electromagnetic occurrences in the atmosphere, birds mistaken for UFOs, the list runs the gamut from balloons to miss sightings to hoaxes. I mean, the reality is that most of these sightings, the vast majority of them can be explained in a, I don't want to say rational because it assumes that an unexplained flying object is irrational, but I would simply say there's enough empirical evidence to say that look, most of these have an explanation that doesn't have to go outside the reservation of our comfortable framework but there is something else the truth is once you call through all of the explainable there is enough unexplainable to draw our attention and those of you that listen to the soul trap know exactly that that is the realm in which we spend a great deal of our time how to explain the unexplainable there is something else And it is something, however slim in percentage, however slim in the occurrence and sightings that it might be, it is something else that captures our mind and reminds us, quite frankly, that the world is not as NASA says that it is, but as the Bible says that it is. And what the Bible clearly states, unequivocally without any doctrinal gray area whatsoever, is that we are living in a fallen creation, a material universe in which immaterial beings can have material influence. We are living in a fallen creation whose atmosphere, the Bible teaches, is permeated with dimensional beings, good and evil, at any given moment in time. And strange things do happen in the air. I was reminded of this simple truth when I finished reading an article not long ago by Tyler Rogaway. About something that happened that really with all the news going on and all the Trump Twitters and all the different sexual harassments that have come out and all the different stuff going on has flown under the radar. But another, again, in a long line of strange occurrences in the sky took place out in the Pacific Northwest on October twenty-fifth, twenty seventeen. Tyler Rogerway writes Something quite out of the ordinary occurred in the skies over Oregon in October of 2017. A mystery aircraft was flying in daylight hours among the steady stream of airliners that traversed from south to north between locales in California and Nevada and cities like Portland and Seattle and beyond. The incident began at least, as far as we can tell, around 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time near the California-Oregon border and resulted in multiple Pilot eyewitnesses, recorded air traffic control audio, and eventual confirmation from both the FAA and NORAB, the North American Aerospace Command, each of which did state that something did occur in the skies over that area. The post, or the story, began from a post that was supposedly penned by a pilot who says they were in the sky over the northwest in the early evening. When the incident occurred, the post coming shortly after the incident, it was posted on Reddit and reads as follows, quote, just landed in Seattle coming from the Bay Area. Beginning over Southern Oregon, we kept overhearing Seattle Center attempting to track an airline or an airplane with no transponder who wasn't talking. A handful of crews were able to track it visually best they could tell it was between FL-35 and FL-37, which stands for 35,000 feet to 37,000 feet northbound, high rate of speed. Nobody was close enough to see the type. Quote, last we heard, it was over the Wilmette Valley northbound, and some fighters were actually scrambled, perhaps out of Portland International Airport. They were scrambled to take a peek. Center had trouble tracking it on primary right radar, but it was being painted on the radar. Now that is Strange is what the provider says in Reddit. My theory is, quote, they were running drugs to Canada. No news yet, not that I could find. Update 0500 Zulu hour. Called CRTCC, a call base there. The gentleman I spoke with said that they initially got alerted to the aircraft from Oakland Center who was painting it on the primary radar, but without transponder information. For whatever reason, they couldn't track it themselves on the primary, and that's when I overheard them using airline aircraft to track it visually. In other words, they knew that something was up there. They had got a glimpse of it on the radar, but were having a hard time tracking it via their high-tech radar, so they had to use visual sighting. The post goes on to read, The last airplane to see it had to descend into Portland and lost sight of it. The fighters were scrambled indeed out of the local air base, but flew around for a while and did not find it, and that's that. Air traffic control audio recorded over at LiveATC.com of Seattle Center Sector 14 is available from the time of the incident, and it corroborates much of what this information states. You can listen to the entire series of ex- exchanges there, starting at around the 20-minute mark and through to the first part of the next time interval recording that can be found there. The audio, the writer says, is absolutely fascinating as it illustrates that there were many communications between various jet crews and Seattle Center whose controllers tried to track the aircraft as it made its way northbound. The aircraft was not, however, able to be tracked well on radar nor did it show up in the crew's digital traffic collision avoidance system. But it was clearly there, although never quite close enough to positively identify what exact type of aircraft that it was. Now the activity, the writer states, seems to have begun in the far reaches of Northwest California, around the area of Mount Shasta, and continued on into southern Oregon, past Crater Lake and up through the Wilmot Valley area. Now what you and I need to remember is that Mount Shasta is sort of like the Bermuda Triangle of the Northeast of the Northwest. Lots of lore and strange things have come out of there. And in fact, we have actually mentioned Mount Shasta in a podcast show we did with Dave, about David Pilates and his books on 411 and missing persons that have taken place out in the Northwest. Mount Shasta plays a very pivotal role in many of his works and investigation. Pretty what we would call dot connecty, if you ask me. This strange occurrence of an aircraft that they knew was there but were unable to track and was so much there and so strange that they scrambled F-15 fighters, it got its start berth, so to say, out of the Mount Shasta area. The back and forth between the air traffic control and various airline pilots lasted for roughly half an hour. Recordings from other Seattle center sectors, such as those close to Portland, namely sector 42 and 46, are not readily available and it's very possible, if not probable, based on other reports, that the incident continued up the valley. We did review, the writer says, the approach and the tower exchanges for half an hour before the two hours after the event occurred, and it didn't find anything that stood out, although it was unlikely we would have, as aircraft had descended when using those frequencies. After reading this account and listening to the audio, it was clear that the incident was worth looking into, Rogoway says. It was at least worth looking into on a much deeper level, and that's what we did, he states, inquiring with the 142nd fighter wing based at Portland International Airport. They also checked with NORAD and the FAA about the odd ordeal. What was NORAD's response? Well, NORAD responded quick and clear. An incident involving multiple airline crews, air traffic control, and F-15s from the 142nd Fighter Wing based out of Portland, Oregon, did occur, they stated. According to the limited information of NORAD, supplied airliner pilots uh, were supplied by NORAD. Airline pilots were asked by the FAA traffic controllers to help track and possibly identify a, quote, white aircraft traveling in the flight levels nearby roughly between 35 and 40,000 feet based on the radio recordings. NORAD also said that the incident did result in the scrambling of F-15s from the port, from Portland being scrambled to investigate. But by the time they got up there and, quote, unquote, looked around, the mystery aircraft could not be found. Now, let's be clear what we're talking about when we talk about them, quote, unquote, looking around. We're talking about a system called Sniper Advanced Targeting Pods for Long-Range Visual Identification their pilots are some of the best in the world and are highly trained in the homeland air defense mission the fact that they did not find anything is surprising to say the least now maybe this was due to the nature of the aircraft being searched for or possibly rogueway says that they launched long after it was first sighted or that they simply we simply are not being told the whole truth as for the f15's launch time it seems that this mystery aircraft was moving fairly fast at least at the same speed, if not more, than airliners around it. Also, once in the air, the F-15s are capable of traversing the entire state of Oregon in just a matter of minutes, if need be. So if they were launched promptly, it seems highly unlikely they wouldn't have been able to intercept the aircraft being pointed. The FAA wasn't as forthcoming as NORAD, and they never are. Taking nearly a week and multiple emails to respond to the writer's requests and the initial inquiry, all that they would say simply only is that they have nothing further to add to the description of events provided by them and NORAD. As such, they did not acknowledge that the events even occurred, but did not expand upon them either. 142nd Fighter Wing did not respond to the inquiries. Clearly, there had been some level of after-action investigation into this event. Having an unidentified aircraft that doesn't show up on radar flying among civilian air traffic in the flight levels of extended period of time isn't something you just brush off, especially considering the current global security situation and the circumstances that have existed since 9-11. Another main issue is that those F-15s that were scrambled to go up, they didn't just pull out uh, binoculars out of a bag somewhere and start scanning the sky. You're talking about some of the highest level fighter interceptors that the United States of America has with some of the highest level radar and investigative abilities and technology that this nation has. To simply say we didn't find anything almost seems to either make light of the situation or to make light of themselves, neither of which makes sense. Neither of which makes sense. One of the Reddit posters with the handle, quote, the flying beard, from the same thread, who supposedly is in air traffic control, claims to have some inside knowledge of the event. Quote, What what was just going to post about this, actually, I was working in an adjacent sector and was helping to coordinate some of the military stuff. They ended up launching F-15s off the PDX to try and find it, but no joy. The crazy thing is, we didn't have a primary target or a mode C intruder. And it was outrunning 737s. Also, our QA department was working on this today and got a call from the commander of the 142nd Ford Fighting Base at PDX and was basically told to knock it off. We weren't to investigate, we didn't know anything, move on with life. It was initially heading southwest, what the writer says. And it made a pretty sharp turn to the north, way harder, way faster than what a commercial aircraft could handle at that speed without ripping the wings off. Now, the writer Rogaway says we have no way of confirming this poster's information, although based on past Reddit posts, their occupation description seems accurate, and their account certainly does add to the story of true. Rogueway and his team of investigators have filed a Freedom of Information Act Requesting with the FAA and NORAD, as well as other federal parties involved in the incident, information that would be helpful to understanding what took place. Hopefully, he states, we will find out more eventually as to what really went on that day so we can provide a more complete picture of our readers. Yeah, you shouldn't probably hold your breath for that one. But there you have it. Something up there that no one, not even our most advanced F-15s, could track and get a hold of. Now, in an even more interesting and connectiness sort of a weird way, the military group in charge of covering the area, the Western Air Defense Sector, called WADS, which goes by the call sign, wait for it, Bigfoot. The Western Air Defense Sector call sign is Bigfoot, and they're the ones that keep a close watch on airspace over the Northwest and direct alert fighters and fighter patrols to target of interest, targets of interest on short notice. Now, you want to know where some of the most strange and common occurrences of Bigfoot and missing people occur in the Northwest? A place that we've already mentioned, Mount Shasta. Oh, well. I'm sure it's probably nothing, right? Nothing is going on up there, we are told. But if you really want to know what's going on in the skies, you don't ask NORAD, and you don't ask the FAA, and you don't ask the 142nd Ford Wing Fighting Base Division, named Bigfoot, stationed near Mount Shasta. Just ask the people that are up there. Or just listen. And they'll tell you all you need to know about what's going on. No
1: kidding. I just flew over. I was bullseye there's 8 for 20. I had a radar hit, and it uh, was swinging. It looked like 30 knots. Uh, there was something there. It looked like a, uh, it didn't look like a bird. It looked like no kidding, a rock to me. I keep you negative. I have no idea what it was, but uh, basically just heads up, try to stay away from 17,000. Keep your nugget on, so I have no idea what it was. I'm going to use our radar to see if I can pick this object up again. I picked it up twice. The first time I picked it up, my radar broke a lot, so I thought it was just uh, some kind of bad lock or potential chaff. And I'm going to turn back towards the uh, north a little bit. Fuel pickup trail. Back. I'm going to uh, start going back towards the uh, west. Just like I think it was zero zero four for about twenty. I've got it again. This is seventeen seven. Three miles off my nose 17-7. seventeen. Yeah, 17 seven. I'm flying that way now. I'm going to slow down. I'm not going to get below three hundred knots. But uh, back towards you. Dude, I can't tell. Some small, very small black object. I had it at 177. He just flew right, it just flew right over me. From the object appeared stationary? Well, I, I couldn't tell because it was... You're Yeah, my radar showed between 30 and so I have no idea what it's actually doing. Seventeen. The first time I saw it was seventeen-seven, so it's not falling. I don't think it was a bird. Better It with auto gun.
2: What's that? Were you taking a manual lock or is it an auto gun lock?
1: I'm getting with auto guns every time. Put it at bullseye zero-zero-nine for fifteen. Still showing, again, basically no airspeed on it. It's clean. Say again.
2: It's clean locked. All right. 0,
1: 1, 2, 15, 18, 000. And I'm going to, uh, I'm up to slide it here. i want to try to look at it and then you follow it behind me if you can. 15, Gee, I have no idea what that is. What is that? I've got it at uh, 17,000 feet. Eight miles off my nose. Bullseye, zero four nine to 20. 17,000, I'm going to get down to sixteen five. It's uh, 2.5 miles off my nose right now. 17,000 feet. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to slow down as much as you are. Maybe you can slow down just a little bit more and get a better look. I'm, I'm knots, not maneuvering. I'm about to merge right now. I'm seeing him. Never hit me down. I'm going to get my airspeed back before I maneuver. Are you locked or clean?
2: I'm no joy approaching line. I'm rest with you. 2,000 feet high, eighteen
1: five. Cover that. I'm in an easy right hand, sir. You said you're at 18? Yeah, I climbed back up to
2: nineteen five now. You're at 60 o'clock for about 3 miles. Mm -hmm.
1: I, uh, I'm uh, i not sure. Again, it stayed between 17 and 18, so I, I believe I'm in the vicinity, but I'm not uh, 100% positive. What's flying? I have visual now. I'm going to fly underneath you. Copy. I
2: saw it. Got time. I cannot make out what it was. You did not see it. Hey,
1: I don't want to circle back around. Well, hopefully we'll be able to see it through that. No, with
0: us. Yeah, I see him. What's so very interesting about those two F-15 fighter pilots that you just heard right there, is right at the very end, while they were investigating what this thing was that was fluctuating between 17,000 and 18,000 feet, right at the very end, the one pilot notifies the other, hey, we have somebody outside here with us, better be careful, That we don't draw attention, draw too much radar attention, draw too much radio attention. Somebody else is out here with us. Interesting statement. You don't have to worry about NORAD. You don't have to worry about what the FAA says. Just listen to the men who make their living in the air. Again, they'll tell you all you need to know about what's up there and what's not.
3: Yeah, 3 we got light shots. American 13-59, Alba 37, roger, nothing more than American Asian light shot in that area. Yeah, I so appreciate it. Hey. And 564, did you paint that object at all? Uh, Cactus 564, no I don't, and, uh, talking to the three or four guys around here, no one knows what that is, Never heard about that. But nobody's painting it at all? Okay, Cactus 5- 564, say again. But there's nothing on the radars on the other centers at all, on that particular area, that object that's up in the air? Uh, it's up in the air? It's a No, uh, no one knows anything about it. What's the altitude about? I don't know, probably right around 30,000 or so, and it's, uh, it's a drill that starts going counterclockwise. Uh, kind of and uh, the length is unbelievable. First cannon, 21. Ahead. Hey, do you guys know if there was anything like a tethered balloon or anything released that should be above Tyban? Uh, no, we haven't heard nothing about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the guy at 39,000 says he sees something at 30,000 That the length is unbelievable and it has a strobe on it. Uh-huh. This is not good. Uh, wait, what does that mean? I don't know. It's a UFO so It's the Roswell crap again. Well, where's it at now? Uh, he says it's right in band. It's right It's right in Tyban. No, we haven't seen nothing like that. Okay, keep your eyes open. I'm Texas 564. We checked with Cannon. They don't have any uh, weather balloons or anything up tonight. Nobody up front knows any idea about that. You still see it? A negative. Back where we initially spotted it, it was between the weather and us. And when the lightning, you could see a dark object. And uh, it was pretty eerie looking. This aircraft officer right here going eastbound, maybe he'll see it. Okay. First time in 15 years I've ever seen something like it. In the next uh, about uh, two to three minutes, we'll be looking off to your right side. If you see anything about 30,000 feet, one aircraft reported reporting does something. It wasn't a weather balloon or anything. It was a uh, long, white um, right-looking thing with a strobe on it. Let me know if you see anything out there. Uh, eight, 5 uh, 762. Said it was about 30,000. 85, K5 uh, 763, you 564. And yeah, that was south of your position. That was north. Okay, 5 uh, let's make it out the left window now. 388 traffic on right now. Uh, I've got some passed out here at 9 o'clock and about uh, 12 at 31 westbound. Oh, good. <laughs> hey, you guys don't know anything about some kind of a weather balloon or UFO that's out in the vicinity of uh, Fort Sumner tonight, do you? I don't think so. Stand by. Okay. At this point, the answer to that question is no. Albuquerque, 564 is last time. Just for our notes, we're going to take a miss. Was that in a restricted area? That was just basically south of 2 area when we reported it. Okay, the way you went through, the only restricted area was off your south side, nothing to the north side. And those restricted areas are inactive. There shouldn't be anything going on. Hang on a second. Yeah, I didn't know if you happen to know of anything going on out there. No balloons in the area? No nothing? Okay. Where is this at again? It's at, uh, well, you know, it's in Tucumcari, New Mexico. It's about 150 miles to the east of Albuquerque. Okay. How far from Holloman? Uh, Holloman, it looks like it's off the 030 Holloman for about uh, 220 miles. Uh, okay. I think. Okay. It's kind of hard to see here. Okay, they'll be there for about two hundred. Um, we don't have anything going on yeah. that I know of. Yeah, I did I I didn't know we tried everybody else nobody else is this guy definitely saw it run all the way down the side of the airplane, so it was a pretty interesting thing.
0: So there you go. We could go on with the audio for another ten minutes as three or four different airline pilots who make a living flying a plane. We're not talking about numbskulls sitting in a trailer somewhere coming up with conspiracy theories. We're talking about three or four different pilots that are saying we saw something out there. So what happened October 25th, 2017? While everybody was worried about Roy Moore, the next tweet by our president, North Korea, all the different things going on. What happened up there in the Pacific Northwest? What happened up there in the skies? What's happening in the skies above us now? And what will happen in the skies in the near future? Not everything, not everything is unexplainable. There's a lot that can be explained, but the unexplainable, well, that is the mystery, my friends. That is the mystery that I think will be solved really, really soon, probably sooner rather than later.